It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After listening to this episode of Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, please make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday from the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am your host, David Harrison, as well as my co-host, Chris Russell. We'll come back at you. Welcome all of our returning listeners and our new listeners. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Rate and review it. It'll help other fans of the team find us just like you did when we're not here. Find Chris over the Team 983, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, over there with Pete Methurst and on the Odyssey app. Also find Chris covering your Washington football team and writing for SI.com. On Twitter, Chris is at Russellmania621. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at Locked. WFT pod Chris our final episode for the week before the holiday weekend hopefully everybody is listening to this safe and sound getting ready to maybe grill maybe enjoy relax spend some time with some family reflect on uh, what makes this country so great whatever you're doing hopefully you're enjoying life or we can make it a little bit better if not a little bit more entertaining but just like uh, Washington is known for the quarterback situation not going away we're going to get to that here in a minute but first Ron Rivera doing something to make this holiday weekend a little bit better for his players yeah absolutely and before we just talk about that I'd like to say something you know like I I don't know if this matters to you David uh, as somebody who served our country for a long time but uh, I, I I have a fundamental philosophy of wishing everybody a happy Memorial Day weekend uh, because I like I, I think about it in a different respect. You know, uh, people have sacrificed their lives uh, so that we have the freedoms that we have and and enjoy things like family and friends and food and beaches and vacations and all that stuff. Um, so you know, I, I just always believe in a philosophy of you know remembering those who have sacrificed their lives uh, that have served our country. And you did, obviously, for a very long time, retiring uh, from the Army after 20 years. Uh, So, you know, A, I want to thank all of the men and women that are currently serving. B, all the men and women like yourself that have served. uh, And and obviously, again, in remembering what Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day specifically is about, I, I, I often find it a little bit, I don't know, for lack of a better term, off-putting to say, quote unquote, happy Memorial Day weekend. So just remember that as you enjoy the freedoms that we all have. Uh, and I'm not trying to be political here or whatever, uh, but that remember freedom does not come without a price. So uh, that's what I, I just wanted to say about that. And I, I, I try and remind people about that. Um, uh, all the time. And I, I don't, I, again, I don't know how you feel about that, but um, you know, I just want to make sure that people understand that we don't have the time off and the, 
weekend and the family and the food and the friends and all the fun without the sacrifices of, of, of many uh, and, and, and certainly of yourself. So thank you uh, for obviously what you and your family have sacrificed and uh, thank the men and women women that are currently sacrificing, uh, that may be listening to this show or not even listening to this show, and obviously all the men and women that have come and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, no, and, and I absolutely appreciate all your words, Chris. And, and you know, uh, being in the military, like it, it circulates every year and it's already starting to circulate, you know, amongst my friend group. And if you've got veterans on your Facebook, you know, friends list or Twitter and, and all that stuff, you'll see some people like to say, you know, Memorial Day is not for living soldiers, uh, you know, sailors, Marines, all that stuff and veterans. It's for to remember those who have passed. And that's absolutely true. But there's never anything wrong with appreciating somebody, whether it be a military member, you know, a, a hero, an athlete, an entertainer, a family member appreciation. There's no day you can't appreciate people. So there's nothing wrong with appreciating people. And as far as saying happy Memorial Day, I can't speak for every, you know, every every military member that has passed away, but what I can say is that my mentality, you know, whether I was in the states or whether I was deployed, and I have friends who, you know, have the same mentality and some of them unfortunately have passed away and were killed in action. They don't they don't want people to sit around being sad and and, and you know, feeling down on themselves because of what happened to them. They're, that's the reason you're there. And when we go overseas, you know, we always say like when you go to Afghanistan, you go to Iraq, you do that to keep the hornet's nest over there. You don't want the hornets entering your house. We don't want them coming to the United States. So we go over there and we take care of business over there. And if, if something happens to where I don't get to come back, I want everybody who is back here enjoying that freedom, that life that we all cherish and that we all love so much and everything else. So, I mean, have a happy Memorial Day, celebrate, you know, be with your friends, be with your family, enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with maybe taking a moment to pause and reflect if you do. And if you don't, if you just enjoy the freedom that you have and, and the ability to have fun in the sun, hopefully wherever you're at, there's nothing wrong necessarily with that either. The point is that we have this opportunity. The opportunity was was earned way, way before you and I, Chris, were even, you know, an idea or, or, a, or a thought process. And fortunately, you know, it still exists today and hopefully generations after us will continue to allow this tradition to exist. So there's nothing wrong with saying happy. There's nothing wrong with being happy. Nothing wrong with thanking a current living veteran either. Um, it, it's all love, you know what I mean? And I think that's the important thing. So that's, I guess that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> well, that's more meaningful coming from you than just a blithering, you know, both oh, like myself, so. who I, I doesn't really that. have, you know, a, an understanding of how military uh, members and people that have actually, you know, again, sacrificed their freedom and their lives and uh, all that. Uh, I haven't, you have, and many others uh, have as well. So uh, I, I would just listen to you more than uh, listening to me. But obviously, we're a football podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's where we will, you know, and that's where we will obviously head here. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Chris, I fully plan on on having fun this morning. Day weekend. I've got a lot of family coming in. We, we, we plan on enjoying each other's company, cooking out a little bit. And I will remember uh, my friends who, who have passed on and appreciate them for allowing me to still be here today to appreciate that. And I'll appreciate them as well. Uh, and part of the fun that I like to have, honestly, I'm a little bit of a sports gambler. I don't have a sports gambling problem. And if you do out there, please take care of that and, and seek help out for that because that can be damaging. But if you are like me and you like to gamble just a little bit for a little bit of fun, betonline.ag is the best place to go because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. A little bit of secret into my life. I play five hands of blackjack on betonline.ag every day. It's like one mm. of my routines. I play five hands. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm not talking like $100. I'm talking mm -hmm. like a dollar bet. You know what I mean? So I bet like five Attaboy. bucks, basically. Whatever happens, happens, and I and I log out, and that's that's kind of my little my part of the, my little routine there. 
But if you don't, if you're not into the casino games, you got all kinds of sports happening. Baseball is obviously going on. NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, UFC, MMA action when that's available. Head over to betonline.ag right now on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head over to betonline.ag using your mobile device or your computer. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell, uh, and uh, obviously we had a plan to get to something a little bit earlier, but David, on the heels of uh, what we were just talking about Memorial Day weekend, Ron Rivera, somebody who certainly has a great appreciation uh, for the military, grew up in a military family, uh, and certainly has a great appreciation for what it's like to be a football player and what football players go through. So what he did today, and I got wind of this uh, on uh, on Thursday morning uh, by a source, uh, and basically the way it was explained to me was Ron was switching around the offseason calendar and basically taking away the third and final week of the OTA non-mandatory practices that were scheduled for June 8th through the 10th and basically taking the mandatory mini camp that was the next week. Uh, I believe the dates on that was like June 14th through the 16th, I believe were the dates. Maybe it was 15th through the 17th and putting the mandatory mini camp in the place of that third and final week of the non-mandatory OTAs and basically giving his players and therefore some of the coaches and staff an extra week of vacation off and an extra week off as a reward, not to be easy, but as a reward for working so hard during the off-season uh, program for the attendance. Uh, remember when we talked on the last episode, like 86 of 90 players were there when media was out there on Tuesday, uh, all of that. So uh, I, I guess I, I, I guess while we, we talk about, you know, um, this particular issue, first of all, I, I think this is a good thing for Ron, but not for, you know, the reasons that maybe some others might have in that I don't think the off-season program is – all that hard for players i think it's pretty easy but this sends a message to the players in the building and it sends a message i think to players outside the building that this is a place that if you come to work hard and if you show up on time and if you do what we're asking even in non-mandatory situations there's going to be some sort of understanding or some sort of reward for your hard work yeah absolutely and i mean morale is is huge and you know uh, to quote, you know, I mean, it's, it's said all over the place, but to quote the movie, remember the Titans, you know, attitude reflects leadership. Yeah, attitude reflects leadership, right? And and this is leadership to a T. And, you know, players, you know, some players have been voice, are boisterous about it, some haven't, you know, but ideally players don't really like doing these kinds of things. They don't like doing too many of these types of drills. And, and to be quite honest with you, I don't want to say they're not important, but at the end of the day, you're really just kind of laying the foundation. If you have a roster full of guys who have already kind of laid that foundation or shown that they had that foundational athleticism and, and fitness level 
uh, to them, then you can give them that kind of break. You can afford to do that as a team uh, because there have been plenty of examples throughout NFL history, especially modern history, where players will ball out in shorts and, and practice jerseys. And then as soon as the pads go on, as soon as the hitting starts, they disappear because that's that's they're not really they're not really ready for the real game. They're ready for practice, and, and that's a totally different subject. Um, but this there's another layer to this too that I find interesting um, that I don't know is necessarily at the forefront of Ron Rivera's mind when he's doing this, but it's going to be kind of a side effect because what are the chances that all 80 plus of those guys came in at peak physical conditioning? Not very likely, right? Just just the odds of human nature not very likely. So there are probably some guys that came into to the OTAs not fully ready at the athletic level. Well, this is going to give you an opportunity because now you're kind of opening the door to a little bit more autonomy from those players and you're going to see like they're going to come in, you're going to have some uncomfortable conversations like, "Hey bro, you you probably didn't come in at the peak physical shape that you probably should have. You probably haven't working out, haven't been working out as hard as you should have. Here are some things from our training staff, here are some things from our coaches that we want you to be working on." Now we're going to open the door for a little bit more flexibility at the same time. So now the top part of our roster that's already doing the right thing, they're happy. But now these guys, these guys who are maybe skirting the line a little bit, kind of stepping into the gray area a little bit. Now we're going to find out if you really want it or not. Because if you take advantage of that and you don't get better, we're going to notice it. But if you take advantage of it and you do get better, we're also going to notice. So that back half of that roster and those guys who are kind of fighting for those spots, now you're going to find out who really wants it and who really put in the work when they didn't have to given the extra opportunity to not have to. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's a, a more than reasonable and fair point. Um, you know, so in addition to the reward, you have that, you have kind of like the mental test, if you will. Uh, and, and you want players to enjoy a little bit, but you don't want them to enjoy uh, too much. Uh, I, I also just want to add this one, you know, one other thing. Like I know like Brandon Sheriff talked constantly last uh, summer or and, and, and uh, during training camp, about how much not being at OTAs last year because of COVID helped his body. So, you know, hopefully they are char uh, they are fresher for the preseason and training camp. And don't forget, we have three preseason games uh, this year. Obviously, veterans are not going to play a lot. So this is all part and parcel with what you're talking about, what I'm talking about. And again, I think it sends a message around the NFL that, you know, Washington is a destination place. It's a place that players can feel like you know they can can be treated fairly uh and correctly and not overtaxed all right let's um move on to this um so i don't know if you saw this uh or heard this i i i saw it i i, I didn't know about it but alex smith did an interview with colin cowherd uh the former nfl comeback player well the current nfl comeback player of the year former uh, washington quarterback who announced his retirement recently and he sandblasted the green bay packers and their handling of aaron Rodgers. um I guess Alex is maybe trying to move into a media career, which is totally fine. And you have to have some opinions and some analysis. Uh, did you have any issue uh, with what Alex Smith said about how the Green Bay Packers have handled the Aaron Rodgers situation? Uh, I don't. I don't really have any issue with it. I suppose. I mean, he's he's saying really a lot of things that a lot of us on the outside have already uh, kind of been saying. You know, going back to the Jordan Love, uh, you know, draft pick. You have a team that's that's considered a Super Bowl contender, and instead of adding a player that's going to contribute to a potential Super Bowl run. You bring in a guy uh, that's, you know, that's going to sit on the bench and maybe in three years or so he might be your starter. Maybe, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of what ifs in that situation with Jordan Love. So I kind of see uh, where he's coming from there. And, and and I made the argument, you know, 
uh, Peter Bukowski, I, I love him. He's the host of the Locks On Packers podcast on this network. He's the host of the Locks On Today podcast as well. Does a great job. Always enjoy talking to Peter. Something that he kind of emphasized at the end of the postseason when the Packers were eliminated by the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game was, well, I guess the draft moves that they made in 2020, them being the Packers, weren't really that detrimental at all because they landed in the NFC Championship game. Well, my counterpoint to that would be they landed in the NFC Championship game after spending a first-round pick on a backup quarterback. Imagine if that first-round pick had been, I don't know, a, a wide receiver, maybe one who ended up in uh, Minnesota with a division rival who played at college football at LSU. Maybe if that guy was playing in Green Bay, maybe you wouldn't be sitting there on the eve of the Super Bowl defending the last year's draft. Instead, you'd be previewing the Super Bowl contest, right? Or a defensive player. I mean, that defense had some problems or, or a better running back than they had. I don't know. Like, I think their running back group was, was fine anyway, but there are a lot of different directions that the Packers could have gone with that draft in 2020 versus a backup quarterback that maybe, again, is going to start in three years' time, according to the plan, because now they're in a situation where, I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers is now saying, I don't want to be here. And if you were really that comfortable with Jordan Love, he'd already be gone. Like, the fact that the Green Bay Packers haven't already pulled the trigger on a trade, because there's definitely people offering. The fact they haven't pulled the trigger on the trade shows they're not comfortable with what they have already because they're wanting a Derek Carr, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or, you know, whoever in exchange for that quarterback. So if you weren't ready to start Jordan Love, you shouldn't have pulled the trigger on a first-round draft pick on him. So I agree with that. What I don't agree with is where Alex Smith kind of went into the lane of Aaron Rodgers owed a little bit of reverence and, and honor, I suppose, within the Green Bay Packers organization because that's not how this business works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, here's here's the thing that I would just, you know, I guess argue with a little bit is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yes, he deserves communication, but I don't think you have to roll out the red carpet and, and, and do what you're not comfortable with as an organization. And if you have an organizational philosophy and they have forever uh, between Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson uh, and, and, and Brian Gutenkust, uh, the general manager, you know, to draft and draft and draft and draft ahead and develop quarterbacks that way. And it's worked very successfully for them. You know, I think that was the, uh, you know, I think that was the thought process, obviously, with Jordan Love. Now, again, could they have communicated better? Sure. But like Alex Smith is a guy, you know, who, again, levels this criticism. Now, he's coming off of a situation where he said, you know what? Uh, he was critical of the Washington football organization for how they communicated and how they treated him. So maybe Alex is just kind of looking at this with blinders on and only looking at it, well, from the quarterback or from the uh, from the player's perspective as opposed to the team. And maybe there's something uh, to be said for that. I understand Aaron Rodgers is different than Jordan Love. I understand Aaron Rodgers is different than any other jabroni at quarterback or what have you. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, it's... It's the organization. It's about the organization and not just uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's how I see it. Uh, you know, and obviously many people will disagree with that, but that's the way I see it. Well, if if a quarterback or any player earns their way in the eyes of that organization to where they get that kind of influence and power inside the organization, that's because the organization decided to give it to them. And, th and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily as long as they then honor that commitment. Right? You go back to Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans said, yes, you can have a say in the next head coach. Yes, you can have a say in the next general manager. And then everything he said, they completely disregarded. That's disrespectful. But you're not owed it as, as a player on the football team. You're not owed that reverence. You're not owed that amount of influence or control. If you're given it, fantastic. But don't go into it expecting it. And that's the, that's the only thing I really disagree with here is that basically Alex thinks that Aaron 
is deserving of it and is entitled to it in a certain sense. And unless it's in his contract, he's not entitled to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. When we return our final segment together for the week and the weekend, we will have a couple of listener voicemail. We asked you guys answered Jay-Z coming to the Washington football team. Your thoughts, your reaction next via our voicemail line. But David, I have a question for you. What's your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? I think I know the answer, but I want you to tell our listening audience. My favorite is strawberry. My favorite regularly available flavor is mint brownie. Okay. See, I didn't even remember the strawberry component, but I like how you answered that. Uh, did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor like strawberry and mint brownie, David's regular our favorite flavor is on the list of nine. And so is mine, peanut butter brownie. I'm telling you all the built bars that I've had, no matter whether they're a one-time flavor or a limited time flavor or an original, they are awesome. They're 100% covered in chocolate, soft, easy to chew. And the best part is they, they are good for you as a meal replacement, as a dessert, as a snack in between. After our workout, uh, they are loaded in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and also very, very tasty for you, right? Nothing really healthy for you is usually really good tasting. Well, Built Bar is the exact opposite. It's great tasting and they're really good for you. Order today, get the raspberry or the mint brownie, whatever flavor you choose. And if you don't know, get a variety box and you'll get two of each flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now to wrap up the episode and wrap up the week here in the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell coming at you on Twitter at dharrison82 and at russellmany 61 Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Chris, you mentioned at the end of segment two, we kind of asked the question, what do you guys think about Jay-Z? What does the Washington football team fan base think about the potential of Jay-Z becoming a part owner of the franchise? We got a couple of responses, so let's fire off the first one. Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Tyler. I'm from Carroll County, Maryland, about 45 minutes away from Landover. I listen to your guys' show every day while I'm at work, but, um, yeah, I, I don't really know how I feel about the Jay-Z ownership because I feel like it's going to be such a small portion to where it's not really going to mean anything except for on Instagram or on Twitter, or of course, you know, when he sells and gets his profit or whatever. But I just don't think it's that really that big of a deal. But my real question is, what do you guys honestly think about Ryan Fitzpatrick? My honest question is, do you think he's going to make a pass week three or is Heineke going to start later than that? I think we all want Heineke to start as early as possible. That's just my take on it. But with the receiving core, I just think this is going to be a little bit disappointing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But other than that, I am super excited for the next season, and I can't wait to hear my voice on the uh, podcast. All right, cool. 
Well, I guess I'll just hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was well done. Appreciate the voicemail and hope you got to hear your voice. Um, real quickly, I would say this. Uh, I mean, of course, anybody could get hurt at any time, so I can't rule anything out. I don't think Taylor Heineke is going to start week three, week four, early in the season, whatever, wherever you would define that, David, uh, unless, again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is hurt. I don't think the plug would be pulled because of performance uh, that early in the season. I mean, it would take a lot for that to happen. Do I believe Taylor Heineke plays at some point in some sort of of significant spot yes there's a chance of that but i'm not even sure quite honestly if taylor heineke would be first up over kyle allen if all things are relatively equal. yeah i mean i agree i don't think that that part of the depth chart has really been determined you know as, as much as maybe some people want it to be uh and and, and there are there is a ryan fitz tragic you know side to the fitz magic sometimes and that will at some point in, in time during the season air you know or rear its ugly head uh, but as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick has confidence in the coaching staff and they think he's the best opportunity for the team to win, he's going to be the guy out on the field. And trust me, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, don't don't sleep on the old guy. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has has enough ability to to make this this offense hum. Um, and I think that people are going to be pleasantly surprised uh, if they can if they get to see Ryan Fitzpatrick at his best. Uh, so we definitely appreciate that voicemail. Uh, and Chris, we got one more response to the Jay Z question before we wrap up this episode. Chris, David, Tammy on here. Hey, first off, thank you for passing it on to Bill Barr. I can't wait to hear back on that. Secondly, Jay-Z coming to a WFP, amazing. I really hope that comes to part. Really do. Please keep us posted on that. Well, of course I will. Uh, as for the tight end room, I do think that we're going to end up carrying four tight ends. Uh, Logan, uh, Bates, uh, C.O. Jones. And I say Reyes is going to make that fourth tight end. They, I know he's already showed a lot, and everybody's a little down on him because he doesn't have the experience. And, but I think that when it comes to the practices where they actually can hit, he's going to show y'all that he could take a hit. He's going to show y'all something, and he's going to show enough to make the active roster. That's my true belief on that. Once again, love the show. Keep doing what y'all doing. Let me know what y'all think of that. And uh, I'll be listening. Go ahead, David. Take that. Yeah, so we appreciate the call. I mean, we're, we got our first regular caller, and I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. Love the takes. Love the opinions. Here's what I would like to specify, though, and, and I've been trying to, like, shape the way I talk about Samus Reyes because I knew that this was going to become part of the, the narrative. I don't think anybody is down on Samus Reyes, right? Like there is a lot of potential and a lot of athleticism and a lot of raw talent in that young man. And that is an amazing thing that he has and has cultivated, honestly, because it's not just, you know, naturally he, he works at it. So he deserves as much credit for it as, as much as some of it is natural, you know, for the work that he's put in. But the real side of it is there's just not a lot of players that come into the NFL having never played football and then just immediately make an NFL roster and make an impact on the team. That's just that's just the reality of it. So saying that like Samus Reyes is probably practice squad bound is not being down on Samus because you just have to understand the odds that he's up against. So saying that he even has a chance, and that's what we've been saying, right? We don't necessarily, or at least I don't necessarily think he's, you know, destined for the 53-man roster this year maybe, but he does have a fighting chance. Like saying that he has a, like think about that. Like go to any gym in the DMV 
pick out a really fit dude and say, you, you have a chance to make an NFL roster. That's a huge compliment to somebody, right? So don't twist it or don't, you know, don't get, you know, misconstrued and say that we're down on Samus because we're saying maybe he's not going to be on the 53-man roster because what he's doing right now is already amazing and he definitely deserves a lot of credit for it. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us for the week. We appreciate you guys being with us. We're going to take a couple of days off to spend with our family. So we'll be back with a new episode on Wednesday. Thanks for all the voicemails. Keep them coming. 301-615-3577 or LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. 301-615-3577. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thank you again for being with us. We're going to enjoy some time with uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Enjoy time with your friends and family. Be safe. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.